0: records remember to use the app to scan qr codes of designated venues visit records will only be kept in your phone if you went somewhere visited by a confirmed patient around the same time the app will automatically alert you and give health advice use the app together feel at ease when going out let's fight the virus scan with leave home safe
1: the government is providing free covid 19 vaccination for all residents priority groups include those who are highly susceptible to infection or have increased risk. You can book online. Vaccination is being offered at community vaccination centers in 18 districts, hospitals and designated clinics in phases. Outreach service at care homes is also provided. Protect yourself and others. Get vaccinated. Book at
2: covidvaccine.gov.hk yeah, yeah.
3: Why do I care? Why do I care? Why do I care? Why do I care? Trying to be perfect.
1: THK Radio 3 with Careless. Uh, in the next half hour or so, we'll be having some great new music on the 123 show, and then Cruz Ann McCalligan will be joining us after the 2.30 news for her midweek audio column, and this week, Cruz will be talking about hagfish, very interesting creature indeed. And now for some uh, great new music. Coming up next is Arlo Parks with her latest new track called Hope, and it's released on her debut album uh, earlier. Uh, last month, I believe. This is Arlo Parks on Radio 3, and the song is Hope.
4: Nearly tried to talk the pleasure back into being alive Reminiscing about the apricots and blunts on Peck and What? So-
1: Parks on RTHK Radio 3, and this song is Hope. And there's a really touching uh, music video that goes alongside uh, this track of Hope. If you get a chance to, uh, do get on YouTube and, and you can check it out. It's a short uh, music video that's um, a reminder of the value of friendship. It, it follows a girl who Parks takes under her wing, uh, who's struggling with mental health and is trying to fit in. And Arlo Parks sort of takes a girl under her wing to prove that this despair is over temporary, a a very touching music video if you get a chance to to, to check it out. Uh, Coming up next, uh, we've got uh, the long awaited uh, track by Mochiba. Now this is a really great track um, and it's released in the new album called Blackest Bloom. The the new album will actually come out in May this year. It will be Mochiba's 10th album. Uh, But let's hear a a little sneak peek of this track, uh, which is called Sounds of Blue, which just came out last month.
4: to Hate the way that I look in my size and my shape. I wish I could make sure that they never see themselves in the same way that I see. Cause if my future kids end up like me. future kids ends up like me they won't get to sleep earlier than
1: Sarah Kay's on RTHK Radio 3 with Future Kids. Now, that's another song that came out just last month. And Sarah Kay uh, is a really talented uh, guitar player and a ukulele uh, player, as well as a pianist and uh, and also a spoken word poet. Uh, a lot of uh, accolades are under her belt. And uh, she wrote this song really to dedicate it to her future children about what it's like to be raising children uh, in this day and age. Right. Um, this is one I've been looking for. Forward uh, to play for you. Uh, nearly uh, a decade after Rebecca Black, do you remember her uh, when she sang the song Friday? Uh, I won't try and sing the whole song, but it's sort of like Friday, Friday, gotta get down on Friday. I'm a bit tone deaf. But anyway, that's a song. I'm sure you'll remember it. It's so catchy. And I think it was uh, the most uh, streamed, well, you don't call it streamed, the most watched YouTube video about. Uh, 10, nine years ago, 2012, I believe? Anyway, um, having spent uh, most of her sort of teenage years being really uh, bullied, uh, cyber-bullied uh, by trolls, uh, she really took a break from the music industry. But last year uh, has proven a, a fruitful year for Rebecca Black, and she's come back, and, and she's penned a few singles, and this afternoon we'll be hearing uh, her latest single called Girlfriend. Um, uh, it was launched earlier this year, um, and it's really been... a uh, a year for her to get back uh, in the music industry and also she's come out uh, as a uh, queer and done lots of collaborations uh, with various artists so let's hear Rebecca, Rebecca Black's uh, latest single Girlfriend <laughs> Taylor Swift on RTHK Radio 3 and this is Love Story. This is the Taylor Swift version. One that she re-recorded earlier this year uh, to replace the ones of the master recordings which she lost uh, to her music manager which was originally released in 2008. Love this new song this new arrangement as well and this is Taylor Swift with her own version of Love Story. A quick look at the weather forecast for this afternoon and tonight mainly cloudy with one or two light rain patches tonight. The Outlook wins will be moderate in the next couple of days and mainly fine and warm during the day on Friday with some sunny intervals during the weekend to early next week. Right now the air temperature is at 21 degrees Celsius and the relative humidity is at 74 percent. It's 2.30 the news update with Priscilla.
0: Concern that the government could force teachers to take COVID vaccines after they were added to a list of priority groups being encouraged to accept free inoculations. The union's vice president, Ibkun Yun, says teachers should be allowed to decide for themselves. A member, of the government task force leading its mass vaccination program says it's understandable some people have been concerned about the safety of COVID vaccines in light of recent deaths following vaccination, adding that overseas examples show such concerns are common in the early days of a mass vaccination program. And Cathay Pacific has posted a record annual loss of twenty-one point six billion Hong Kong dollars for last year, but the carrier saying twenty twenty was the most challenging twelve months of its more than seventy years history. Its subsidiary, Hong Kong Express, also reported a loss of more than $1.7 billion for last year. I'll have more news at three o'clock.
2: I'm here, just like I said. Though it's breaking every rule I've ever made My racing heart is just the same Why make it strong to break it once again? And I'd love to say I do Give everything to you But I can never now be true So I say
5: Before I fall any deeper I think I better leave right now Feeling weaker and weaker Somebody better show me how Before I fall any
2: deeper I think I better leave right now I'm here So please explain Why you're opening up a healing wound again I'm a little more careful, perhaps it shows. But if I lose the highs, at least I'll spare the lows.
5: And I would trample in your arms. What could be the harm to feel my spirit come? So I say. Before I fall any deeper I think I better leave right now Feeling weaker and weaker Somebody better show me out Before I fall any deeper I think I better leave right now
2: Explain, I couldn't bear to.
1: Young on RTHK Radio 3, and the song is Leave Right Now. Welcome back to The 123 Show with me, Noreen Mare, on this Wednesday afternoon. And since it's Wednesday, you know it. It's time for our midweek audio column with the one and the only Cruzad McCalligan. Cruz, how are you today? Oh, I'm good, thanks. Naz, how are you doing today? Good? I'm, yes, I'm well. I'm, I'm, okay, we are live on Facebook. <laughs> I was gonna say, I really love your background. Um, and I really want yep. our listeners to see it. It's very weird. Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio Three is the page to go to. You'll be able to see the not very weird cruise, but then the very weird cruise's background. <laughs> Aww, I think
6: you can you can paint me with the same brush as yeah. a hagfish. <laughs> you could call me a hagfish. It sounds like some sort of Victorian insult. I love it. <laughs> yes. It that's does. what we're talking about today, hagfish. Um, which is actually gonna I think I'm gonna start using this as a term for people who get on my nerves I'm gonna call them a hag, slimy hagfish yeah stop being such <laughs> a hagfish stop, stop, stop being such a hagfish yeah I, I might call my children a hagfish <laughs> Um anyway all right back onto that so hagfish that's what we're talking about today why are we talking about hagfish noreen well because i fell into a dark internet hole about them earlier in the week and couldn't get over how fascinating they were and now feel the need to share that with our listenership (laughs) who hopefully have had their lunch because this is revolting. This whole segment is revolting. Everything about a hagfish is kind of revolting. It's like, I was thinking about having to talk to you about it while I was eating my own lunch and I had to stop eating my own lunch. (laughs) They're very weird. I had
1: to Google them to see exactly what they sort of look like. Describe it for our radio listeners who who may not have the benefit Um, of watching you.
6: Like the easiest way to describe them would be eely, but they're not eels. Okay, so they look eely, They're long, kind of eely fish. Um, and they actually belong to the class Agnantha, which sounds uh, which is fish without jaws. Agnantha, which also sounds like a Gen Z like trending children's name. So nice. don't call yeah. your children Agnantha. But um Hagfish, so they they are a fish, and there's a lot of, they have a bit of a debate about how we can classify them, whether they're invertebrates, whether they're vertebrates, they're kind of fascinating. But basically, hagfish are these, they're also known as slime eels, are these fish without drawers, of which there are about 76 species, and they live in cold waters around the world. And they can be found as deep as 5,600 feet below the surface of the the ocean. And they prefer to stay near the soft seafloor, where they can bury themselves if they're threatened. Um, But what do they do? And why do they have such a reputation for being so disgusting? Um, Well, it's interesting because they are super slimy. Um, Not only are they super slimy, they also produce slime, which we're going to talk about a little bit later on as well. Um, They're they're scaleless and they have very soft skin. So they don't have like fish scales like you think, which is why they're a little bit more Fish, uh, eel like than fish like. And um, the skin of a hagfish has been described as covering its body like a loosely fitting sock. <laughs> so if you were to feel one, it'd be like one of those like, do you remember those kind of like inside out wet slinky games that you could get that would turn themselves? Do you know what I'm thinking of when you were a kid? Do people still have those and you'd like put them through your hands? It's like that. That's what a hagfish would feel like. And as revolting as that sounds, I kind of want to feel how soft it
1: is. It looks very soft.
6: Yeah, it would be also very soft. And even though this like evolutionarily for us, uh, the hagfish and its physiology really taps into something primarily repulsive. Like, you know, what I mean, all of us, everything about a hagfish makes us go. Right. But it's incredible that they have that kind of skin because it actually means they're really hard to. To bite Catch. into, okay. so big predator fish come along and they try to bite them, but because their skin kind of floats around their body, they can't get a grip on them. So they kind of have this incredible defence mechanism. I'm going to talk more about their defence mechanisms later. Um, so they have um, they have four hearts. They have a primitive circulatory system, and where one serves as the main pump, and it has these three others. They're super, super. Um, they're kind of quite a. Pr- they're quite a primitive kind of creature, um, and we have a we have a hagfish fossil that was um, that's super super old as well. It's from 330 million years ago. Can wow. you imagine? 330 million years ago, we the hagfish was kind of what it is today. And a lot of people say that. Um, so, uh, for example, there's a fish zoologist at the Smithsonian National Museum of Natural History called Tom Munro who says that the fact that this fossil that we have from 330 million years ago is kind of identical to the way the hagfish is today. Doesn't suggest that they just kind of like plateaued and they're like, we're not going to evolve anymore. We're like kind of just going to keep. It, it actually shows that they were they they'd arrived at a plan an existence that is still very successful. It's been successful for 330 million years. That's amazing. Um, so and the thing is that's amazing about them is that they are this kind of odd looking thing. Um, they don't have any eyes. A hagfish has no eyes. One of the first things that you might notice about it, and I didn't put it on my Facebook background picture today because it is gut-wrenchingly revolting, but the, I recommend the looking teeth. up a hagfish face. Yeah um is that they have this they have this funny um this very odd looking face and instead of a nose it kind of has like whiskers and they aren't really um they don't really have sort of compound eyes but they have basic eye spots that can detect light around the animal but that doesn't really show them any images which is very primitive and we see this in like evolution that this is what people think that there was there were literally cells at the beginning at the kind of face of of um, primitive sea creatures that literally just said dark and light like a fetus to,
1: this is, in uh, our tummy Yeah,
6: yes kind of like that kind of like that so then anyway, so um, and so, but it, because it doesn't have eyes, it's other tune, uh, senses have been finely tuned over the millennia that it's been around. And they have a very keen sense of smell. Even if they don't have what you'd see as a normal nose, they have a single nostril on top of their head, which helps them sniff out a meal. And their whiskers are like tentacles for their face. So with these little sense snubs, I guess, they can find their way to food. They go around the ocean floor and they even say hello to each other when they meet by like rubbing their stubs together. <laughs> which is kind of interesting. And as I said, so they're not not—they're not this sort of scaly creature, they have this sort of loose fitting um, skin which makes them really, really, really slippery. And they come in a variety of different colors. They can be brown and gray or pink and pale, all sound disgusting to me. Um, and the amazing thing about um, their specialized skin it's, um, is that they can kind of breathe through it and they can also absorb nutrients straight into their body through it as well, which is how I feel about my own metabolism just being in proximity to delicious things. <laughs> it's like even if I don't eat them, I feel like absorbing them, right? I'm, ex- I'm
1: absorbing that chocolate cake.
6: Exactly. But that's what they kind of do. And and they and um, so they're known, they kind of feed on carcasses and like rotting fish and animals on the bottom of the sea. Um so they're incredibly essential to our ecosystem. They're actually fascinatingly important to our ecosystem. But they could literally just lie next to the food source and just kind of absorb nutrients from it. It's amazing um they also do this thing where they can tie themselves into knots um it it isn't exactly a brave creature because it um it's boneless it doesn't have bones they think it has a bit of a skull but that's it doesn't have a jaw um and it doesn't have fins or the kind of tail you think um it just its body's kind of a limp noodle so it's a limp noodle really Um, and it can wiggle any which way it pleases and it can fit into really really small spaces it can wiggle It's way into mud. And there are times when it actually winds itself into knots, either to get into a really tight spot or to help itself with digestion, kind of like a twisting and yoga type thing, (laughs) like it puts itself in knots, or to keep itself from choking on its own mucus. Again, something I'm going to get to because hang in there for the hagfish slime. It is fascinating. So it's kind of more like, um, it's more like a silly piece of spaghetti than like an evil ocean monster because it doesn't really have a lot of ways of doing anything. It has, as I said, four hearts um, and it's a very, very primitive, primitive, primitive circulatory system, which hasn't changed for a long time. As I said, we have this fossil from 300 million years ago of a hagfish and it's kind of the same as it was then. So inside there's a main pump and then there's these kind of three accessory um, pumps and they all work together to keep the animal happy and healthy. And because it has that loose skin. As I mentioned, it needs to fill every cavity of the skin between the skin and the body with a fluid, right? And that fluid happens to be blood. It has twice as much than any other fish its size. And that might be why it needs to have so many hearts. So it keeps all the blood flowing. But of course, what's really interesting is it would make, I mean, if you think about it, it has twice as much blood as another fish it would make it a super delicious tasty snack for like a deep sea shark or something. But They can't eat them. It's really hard for other predators to eat a hagfish other than human beings, of course, because we eat anything we seem to want to eat. And apparently we're eating hagfish and it's becoming a problem. We'll get to that. Um, So the fascinating thing about hagfish is what they do when they get scared. Okay, if you were a boneless, okay, picture this, Maureen. You're a boneless, eyeless, mostly squishy little fish. And you're very, very scared of predators. Um, Okay, and the predator comes along and um either you get yourself into a tiny little knot to hide away from them or you go down into some mud or you secrete slime and you don't secrete a little bit of slime you secrete gallons and gallons and gallons of slime. So what happens is these glands lining the body of a hagfish create these sticky protein threads that when they come into contact with the uh, the seawater and they expand really, really rapidly and become like a sticky sort of goo. And they create so much of the stuff that it can fill actual buckets in minutes. And the goo itself, like, okay, is a bit revolting, but it has a really interesting purpose because it can either choke a predator. If you think a, a predator's come to chomp on the hagfish and suddenly it gets a mouth of this super expanding goo, like silly putty. It's just going, oh, it, can't, it can't chew. And, and it, I mean, a bit more morbid than that. It also like blocks the gills of another fish because it gets into everything. You know what I mean? It's—it's it's like really, it's, it's deadly. It's, really,
1: it's a really deadly goo. Good.
6: It's like a deadly goo, absolutely. And it can get into bigger fish's gills and kill them. And then presumably they would float, you know, drop to the bottom of the sea and then the hagfish would eat them. So it's kind of an incredible thing. Um, and the substance can even ward off sharks. And I've, I've, okay, as I said, I did go into a big black hole on the internet looking up hagfish. And there's some amazing footage from like deep sea submarines of like a shark trying to eat a hagfish and then just going, because it's just got mouth full of goo. It's absolutely amazing. Um, And that hagfish slime um, is that we're starting to take, as human beings, we're starting to take a huge, huge interest in its unique properties because the stuff is made up of super thin, super strong protein threads. And they go from about a teaspoon size of these protein threads. And when they come into contact with seawater, they expand to like a full size loaf of bread. So you have proteins that would fit in a teaspoon drop well, not dry but without exposure to salt water and then the minute that 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 comes into contact those proteins hit the water it just expands and expands I mean that's amazing um and of course the threads themselves are a hundred times smaller than a human hair you know what I mean so for them to be able to do that is so fascinating and they get 10 times as strong as nylon Wow. So it's this incredible incredible material with incredible properties you know that these weird slimy eely things at the bottom of the sea are using and have for millions three hundred and thirty million years. years hundreds of millions of years and and what we're now seeing with scientists is that we they're trying to see what we could use this for and how many things people could like you could weave things from hagfish slime in the near future potentially you know what I mean um And there was this amazing, and if you do, if you feel like it, if it tickles your fancy to enter an internet black hole about hagfish yourselves, um, I would recommend looking up this particular incident in Oregon in the US when a truck carrying thousands of hagfish, right, because people do farm them and eat them and stuff like that, crashed, and all the hagfish obviously got pretty startled and reduced slime, produced slime. On an unbelievable scale, and covered this car and a road with like all the cars were just stuck, frozen in these this oozing slime that just kept expanding. And they had to bring an actual bulldozer to clear the road of slime. A bulldozer from fish, from fish making slime. Like it's amazing, you know. Like how can you not? Anyway, so this is also these are all the reasons I've been so obsessed with hagfish recently. Now, of course, they look pretty gross, as I said, um, and in certain cultures, um, but certain cultures do think they taste pretty good, um, which is interesting because, you know, they are kind of, they are literally bottom feeders. And I know in a lot of cultures, we kind of taught, like, don't eat the thing that eats all the things that no one else wants to eat. Do you know what I mean? It's like lobster. It's such an acquired delicacy. Or shrimp. an expensive shellfish, I don't yeah. know. literally you can't give a lobster something that's rancid enough like you know what i mean it's so interesting um but anyway so a lot of people kind of cook them like quite spicy or kind of cook them like an eel um hagfish are a delicacy in korean culture um and unfortunately though fishing for these critters has expanded um because all other fish populations are in decline because we're overfishing we're overeating all of those sorts of things and so rather than just eating but, you know, so people have started eating hagfish um, and then of course, rather than just eating the meat, people are getting creative and they are also purposefully agitating the hagfish so that they can get some slime. Eat and slime. Cook it. They cook the slime. They use it like egg whites in cooking. Uh, I just wow. use an egg white. Yeah. I mean, it's a hagfish slime. I don't think hagfish slime is vegan. No. It can't be vegan. No, <laughs> it comes
1: from an animal. Um, but, yeah.
6: And so even though they're, they're, they're pretty... Um, They're pretty disgusting in terms of their own appetite, hagfish, so they have a tendency to go after dead or dying animals. And they use their specialized tongue and mouths and they literally burrow into the animal and then eat their way out. So this is pretty gruesome if the animal is actually still alive, which occasionally they are. So something is like on the bottom of the sea having it's like it's like really everything about this is like a horror movie mixed with like the most interesting National Geographic feature you've ever heard of. Um, and so what they basically do is they bite and chew to make little holes and then they, like sometimes multiple hagfish come together and it's amazing because they know each other and they're all in the same team. So if they see another hagfish they're like it's cool man join in like more the merrier but if another shark comes along or another creature comes along they just start oozing their slime everywhere Right. Um, so then they go into these all these hagfish burrow into this carcass then they eat it from the inside out um, as much as they possibly can. And this is why they're also known as maggots of the sea, which is a wonderful reputation to have. Um, but of course, this is an incredibly important feature of our ecosystem. Their ability to eat for long periods of time on a single carcass keeps the ocean floor clear of dead and rotting flesh. They're like our ocean's noodly little janitors coming along yeah. and cleaning up all the mess. And it's kind of amazing. Um, So, yes, they they have this really interesting thing where, like you said, their their mouths of hagfish are pretty fearsome. Um, They have these little rows of looking, which look like teeth, but they're not going to ever be able to actually bite you because while the teeth are sharp, they they don't have a jaw, so their bite isn't very vicious. So what they kind of do is they use these little tooth-like structures um, and they saw into the meat and tear off bits to swallow. But they don't really have biting power to kind of forcefully, don't think of them like a shark. Think of them as like they have to kind of really flail about to get enough torque to actually eat. So they wiggle and wiggle and wiggle and wiggle to kind of like move their way through all this decrepit and dying flesh. Yeah, pretty active, actually. If any of us were to do it, we'd feel awful interestingly we don't know we don't know a lot about how hagfish produce like how re- they reproduce. reproduce they are found in thick heavy yoked eggs and they kind of grow into a full fish rather than entering a lava stage so that's another fascinating thing about them they don't become like baby hagfish they just become hagfish and then they make another hagfish um and as they um, and as they grow up Um, they're they're really interesting. So one thing they all have in common as sort of babies or new hagfish is that they're um, hermaphroditic, which means they have both male and female reproductive organs. And for some species, as they grow up, either their female or male organs develop fully, and then they become only one sex. However, some species can change sexes from season to season and then some of them remain kind of both from birth until death. So they really just have like all these options. They're just like, they could just do whatever they want in terms of what sex is gonna be. So we're so fascinated because we're like, how are you doing this for millions of years? Kind of having one, one system, you're doing it all different ways to to, to make your babies and keep, keep your legacy alive. Such pioneers um, so in just,
1: the gender, gender sphere.
6: There yeah, they were. Really, thing right there's a lot we could learn from the hagfish um but um interestingly and this is another one they can go for a long periods of time without eating (laughs) because they also absorb um they absorb nutrients through their skin which I, i mentioned earlier so when they do eat they can go really 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 long time um and they can really fill themselves up and then they can um take uh yeah and then they can just kind of wait they're pretty not pretty not very fussy so if they come across something someone else so another creature's eating they're like it's cool man i'm good i ate six months ago i'm just going to keep just Absorbing. letting the, the good stuff through my skin um but of course they're not um they're not immune to their own um their own biology either so um Sometimes when they're eating or when they're deterring predators, they can get a little bit too enthusiastic and they can start to secrete slime and get slime on their own head and face Mm. and where their nostril is. Because remember, they only have the one. So to keep themselves from choking on their own slime or food, they actually do this thing where they tie themselves into knots again and kind of wring themselves out like a wet towel or sneeze. They sneeze. They sneeze snot out of their nose. (laughs) to keep themselves from suffocating on their own slime. So it's kind of amazing. Um, And as I said, they've been around for such a long time. Um, But even though they are super cool and super fun, they are really at really, really high risk. In 2011, a report found that 12% of hagfish species are now at an elevated risk of extinction. And considering there are at least 76 species of hagfish, that says a lot. One species is critically endangered, two are endangered, six are listed as vulnerable. All the different changes we've had in fishing habits mean that these guys are really, really highly at risk. And the thing is, it's fascinating. We don't even know really how to classify them as a species yet. We don't know how to classify them. As I said, they're kind of a fish. They're kind of an eel. They're kind of neither. Um, And we don't know anything about them and they're already on the decline. So try not to eat them. Um, and uh, have a little respect. It just makes me feel good. It's like that thing of everyone has their role. You know what I mean? Everything, everything has their role. Biodiversity is so fascinating cruz i'm so glad
1: i'm so so glad you shared you know i know you said you you went in a bit of an internet dark hole but i think it's amazing what came out of it um david hodges on facebook says good afternoon and he said he just had dinner and he's learning a lot today thank you cruz i echo that thought thank you so much (laughs) (laughs) now you've got me really now you've got me really interested uh, to google is it in oregon um that you mentioned uh, the... Yes,
6: in Oregon, the truck disaster. Just Google like hagfish road and stuff. Will... Oh, it's just amazing. There's a lot. There's a lot there. I mean, if, if you had more spare time, I'm sure you could kill a few days of, <laughs> with hagfish content.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to that. Anyway. Well, Cruz, always a pleasure to have you on the program. Thank you so much for your sharing with us this week, all about hagfish, fascinating creatures. And I look forward to a more midweek audio column with you next week. Thank you very much indeed, Cruzy. E. Take care.
6: See you.